Hey, um, I figured I'd have a discussion because I keep getting asked the same question over and over and over. What knife do you use? What edge do you use? Like what grind? How sharp should it be? What should I carry? When you teach, what knife do you prefer? All this stuff. And I've done multiple videos in the past. And I'm hoping with this one that, you know, you can find a knife that you like and that will suit you great. And I'm going to tell you what I look for in a knife, what I'm willing to compromise on and what I'm not willing to compromise on. And we'll go from there. Okay, now, really it depends on what you like. Uh, I've noticed when I teach females, females tend to have smaller hands, so they go for a smaller knife. It's just easier to control. That's why the majority of knives that you'll see fit my hand, and the blade is about four fingers long. And there's a reason for that, and we'll get into that. Now, this is an example of a small neck knife. It's an Ootsie one-to-one, -one, you know, from what he carried 5,000 years ago. The only difference is, is it has a, a 1095 carbon steel blade, whereas his was stone. Other than that, it's a one-to-one. -one. You can see 5,000 years ago, that's all they needed. And to put that into perspective, it's smaller than right at three fingers. And that was his primary tool. It was just held together with a simple leather neck sheath with braided leather. Now, is this what you need? Probably not. Um, I could, would I live with this? Yes. I feel that my skills is where I could use just this. Now, as we move up to modern times, Everybody, I'm going to go ahead and get this big elephant out of the way. Everybody knows this knife, whether they know it or not. This is the Topps Tom Brown Tracker one that I've removed the coating on it. But just to verify to the people that think that they it matters, it is a Tom Brown Tracker. If I could get the um, thing to show, but it is. I can even write down the serial numbers on it if you want me to. This knife, it's flay blade, draw knife right here, saw back with a with a um, wire cutter, quarter inch thick, ten ninety five. This knife is a multi tool in the woods. If you understand how to use it, and what I mean by that is this knife literally comes with a, an instruction manual. It's not a bad knife. It's not a bad choice. Um, is it the one I would pick? No. Um, it's To me, it's unwieldy. You know, you do have options. You can fillet with it. You can skin with it. This is for splitting wood or for draw knifing. You put your knee right here, saw it. Now, the saw is basically not a saw. It's made for notching wood. It's a good, it's a good knife. I've beat this thing through... Everything, and I still haven't broke it. Um, scout carry, lower back or appendix. Maybe it's for you. If it is, Amazon, Tom Brown, Tops, Tracker, number one.
Um, this is a knife that was handmade by a student out of West Virginia named Travis Stevenson. It's a little Skinner knife. Hand forged Damascus G10. Um, I've used it. I prefer to keep it up because it was handmade by a student. But look him up. You know? What I'm getting at is there's no real knife for anyone. There's no one single knife that's going to do everything. This is a knife I did my instructor ship programs with. It's just a Mora Classic number two. Carbon steel blade. You'll notice a, a, a um, thing with my knives. I prefer Scandi. A Scandi grind, which is what that is. Now basically a Scandi is when you sharpen, say this is a piece of, you know, wet rock. Put your knife on there like that and just tilt up. And that's it. That's all you have to do. This knife has lasted forever. Like I said, I've got my instructor, you know, shit program with this knife. Uh, Mora's top down one of the best knives. If you're not a jackass with them. Now we can't have you being a jackass with your knives. Okay. So these are about 20 bucks, 15, 20 bucks off Amazon and they're prime. Now, what I'm getting at throughout this whole thing, and I'm not trying to sell knives. I don't care what knife you use. I'm trying to, here's a good example. This is the Bravo one by Bark River Knives. This is what the Marine Corps Force Recon use. Now I'm going to use this knife to show you what I'm not willing to compromise on and what I am. Okay. I am not willing to compromise on the following full tang. Okay. I know I just said that I did this, my instructor program with this, which is not full tang and I did, but now that I'm teaching full tang, I will not compromise on. And what a full tang is, for those of you, for those of you that don't know, is it starts at the top of the and the knife blade runs all the way around the knife. It just makes it stronger. I eighth of an inch. I like three thirty seconds, but if I'm teaching eighth of an inch minimum, I think this is three sixteenths. Um, now, I prefer a carbon steel blade. Depends on where I'm at. This is uh, A2. You know, the the grind on it is convex, as you can see on how the convex grind looks from coming coming down. But like I said, it doesn't have to be Scandinavian grind. But I will not. You know, that's one of the things I'm willing to do is not have a Scandinavian grind. But I'm not willing to not have full tang okay this is another example of one that's this is stainless steel this is s30v i'm pretty sure yeah s30v this is the uh seabrook design bushcrafter by benchmade and as you can see it's full tang 90 degree spine and my knife don't have that i always add it with a grinder as you can see, this is a 
saber grind. So, but what am I not giving up? I'm not giving up the full tang. It has my other preference, a 90 degree spine. Fits my hand full, you know, four fingers, give or take. And the reason on that, I'll go ahead and get that out of the way, is if a knife blade is four fingers or less, maybe slightly more, you know, I like that slightly more. It's easier to control and becomes a part of your hand. It sounds weird, but it's true. Whereas if you take a bigger knife, we'll take this one, I think this is. Now, this is a nasty laser strike. You know, it's a little bit longer. Well, the tip, as I'm coming down with it, I can still use it. And that tip, the extra length can help with batoning. But when it comes to fine detail carving or cooking or whatever else you're doing, it if it's longer than four, you know, the width of your palm, it kind of gets unwieldy. And it's to me, it's just, I don't like it. Now, this is an interesting little knife right here. I think it's like 12 bucks off Amazon. I had a $20 credit and I got it. But it's a cold steel Canadian belt knife. Perfect little skinning knife, trout knife, bird knife. And it's hair popping sharp. I can get this thing amazingly sharp. It, the, the form of it feels weird, but once you get used to it, it's actually, it actually has its purpose. Uh, this might be for you. It's not full tank, so this would not be my primary knife. Would I take this with me? Yes, if I had a full tank knife. Just like this. This still goes with me. But I'll always have a full tank knife you know so what am I getting at this whole talk this whole thing has shown knives from ten dollars to six hundred it doesn't matter as long as you have full tank 90 degree spine on the back that you can do yourself Depends on location, carbon steel, which you can throw sparks off with, with a rock. Or if you're on the coast or someplace with high humidity, stainless steel, you're fine. As long as it meets those criterias, you're fine. Okay? Your skill set will develop with that. Eighth of an inch thick, minimum, you're golden, you know? Like I said, the Marine Corps Recon designed this, this knife right here. Okay, this was designed by Operation Laser Strike for the DEA as a survival knife. They're both not that big. Okay. It doesn't matter what brand it is, how much you paid for it, Hell, you could have got it at a gas station, put a good a good edge on it, and you're golden. I've always said my guru, my instructor, Morris Kohansky, praise his name. You give him this six hundred dollar spider co right here, or you give him the crappiest Bud K five ninety nine knife on the planet, put a good sharp edge on it. 
And his expertise in his carving is so fine and so honed that he's going to make either one look like the knife you have to buy. And the reason behind that is his he's just so used to it. It's become second nature. And if you notice what he uses, he uses a small knife. When I say small, palm width. You know, you're not Rambo. You know, and you don't want to be Rambo. What you want to do is you want to survive. You want to go in, have fun, hone your skills to the point to where you don't, you can go from this to this, you know, to one day this. It's all in your skill set. So, when you come to my classes or my demonstrations, I don't care what knife you have, we'll make it work. I don't care what brand it is, we'll make it work. I don't care if you have a non-full tang. You're not an instructor, we'll make it work. So do what you need, get what you can afford, and I'll see you out there. Okay? Now, on to maintenance. So you thought I was done. <laughs> Carbon steel... You need to check it. Now, it will develop a patina, right? There's a difference between patina and rust. So, you've, a lot of people have seen these stains on them. They're clean. They're just, you know, have that patina. Get you some um, emery cloth. Every time you use it, like when I do this now, I'm going to put some sweat on it. You know, I live in the south. Sweating's what we do. Okay. Now, if I let that set there, it's going to straight up rust on me. Well, when you get done using it, while you're out in the fields, take your shirt, wipe it off. Don't cut your shirt. Don't be a jackass. Wipe it off and put a little bit of oil on it. If you don't have oil, this part of your nose right here on everybody gets a little oily. Just put that on there. Hell, it's your, it's your oil. Just do that. And if you can't do that, then just mop it off, put it back in your sheath dry. When you get home, put a little bit of oil on it. It's not hard. Everybody thinks maintaining carbon steel is hard. It's really not. Okay? You just wop it off. Like if you make you a sandwich, put a little bit of mayonnaise on it. Just once you get done, wop it off. Wash it off, wop it off, dry it. You're golden. Okay? Stainless steel really nothing much to do with stainless steel as far as maintenance goes um that kind of takes care of that on its own you just got to keep it sharp uh, stainless sharp is harder than carbon for the most part so you know another reason i like to carry carbon into the field is you can sharpen it on anything on a rock you know cinder blocks it don't matter so that's really the maintenance. You know, put a little bit of oil on it, a little bit of EVOO. I use three in one. I don't mind the taste. Now, I'm not going to cover in three in one and lick it, but I mean, hell, they're licking everything else nowadays. So, you know, that's why I said EVOO. And just go from there, you know? And now, as they age, like this A2's aged, you can see how, you know, I put a convex edge on it right there. You know, they develop a personality 
Because you can look at them and you remember when you bought that knife new. And as you watch it age, it's almost, especially if you only have one, like you can watch your experience level go. It's like a record, you know. Um, that's another thing, you know, like when you have leather sheets. If you, know, if you have Kydex, Kydex is this. That's Kydex. Kydex will scratch the shit out of your blade. Now, the benefit to Kydex, you know, waterproof, weather resist, you know, weatherproof. You get, it gets wet, it has a drain hole, you know, you can beat it, it's chemical resistant. You know, you can't hurt this thing unless you're just being a jackass. Leather, on the other hand, you know, get you some uh, leather conditioner, some minkle, some snow seal, whatever it is you use, and take care of it. And it'll age beautifully. This one's got a little bit of a blood thing on it from a, you know an animal I killed one time. You know, but and you'll notice some of these have um, things for your neck. And the reason, like this one, I'll show you on here. This one I have to wear around my neck. The reason behind that is homage to my instructor. One, when you see nurses or someone in the medical field that needs to get to their tools extremely fast, their scissors, their stethoscopes, whatever, what do they do? Wear it around their neck. They know where it's at. If I can't feel this weight, I know something's wrong. Right? When I need it, it's right here. When I want to put it back, right there, if I'm going through the woods, put it underneath my shirt, I'm not going to get it snagged on nothing. It's not going to jerk. Now, the downside, you have these safety people out there. If I fall and this gets hooked on something, I could strangle. Be honest with you, as much fat as I got, and the average person that are not fat, they're wearing coats and everything else on top of it. You have that 1% chance something will go underneath here at your neck and grab you. Well, I'd rather just take this chance myself, but I can't tell you to do that. Now, can I? So, I hope you enjoyed this talk. I know we rambled a little bit. We had, we had fun. We had fun. If you have any questions, comments, like I said, it don't matter. This right here is a good one. I mean... They matter. I made this my ghetto-ass sheath fork made of an old milk jug and some duct tape. It's a Japanese handmade Kardashian. This ain't cars like a son of a bitch. This thing's amazing. You know, you can use this. Like I said, whatever it is you have will make it work. So, comments, questions, likes, dislikes, put them down below. I'll answer the questions. I'll leave the comments. I'm not a... You can say whatever it is you want to say. My one rule against that. You do not gear shame anyone on this page. You can gear shame me all you want. I don't give a damn. But you don't gear shame anybody else. You don't laugh at someone's lack of knowledge. That's my only two, two things. Someone genuinely wants to learn and ask the question. If you want to answer it, go ahead. I'll come back with my answer. Hey, it might be the same, might be different. That's the best way about it. If you laugh at that person, you'll be banned. Okay? We don't do that. That's some old bullshit. So, hope you have a great day. 
Stay cool if you're hot. Stay dry if you're wet. Love you.